I'm going to talk you into it. And we're going to start right now. <laughs> Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hello, Holly. <laughs> I'm trying to get Esther to agree to start a TikTok because it is for the youths. But... <laughs> And you don't need something that's as huge of a time waster. But there are some really funny things. I I think TikTok to me is the new Vine. And I loved watching Vine videos. I think Vine was more funny. I think people on Vine did more intentionally hilarious Various little things. sketches. Yes. And TikTok is more like an individual person doing something funny. Yes. But it does a lot of pressure. Like to me, that's like the pressure of having to perform on TikTok with all well, the Well, you don't have to perform on it. Oh, I'm true. literally, I have like one of my face. I po- I started mine yesterday and was like, we'll see how this goes. And I, it's, it has really good editing capabilities. That's the weird thing. Oh. I actually felt like yesterday after I posted my second video in an hour. <laughs> second hour video. We, she just found out about it yesterday, you guys. <laughs> no, I didn't just find out about it. I'd had the app downloaded for a few weeks, but I hadn't created an account yet because I wasn't willing to commit. And then the reason that I actually did commit is because the homepage like, was becoming too like motherhood-oriented for oh. some reason because I didn't have the account. I wasn't liking any videos, oh. and so they were just like... The first couple times it was teens and then it transitioned into dancing and then it transitioned to like it kind of went through a bunch of iterations. It's trying to get through all the algorithms to try to find you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you got it, the motherhood it, and you're like noping out of there. I need to when create it, an when it became like, you know, wine moms complaining about their kids being obnoxious. Oh I was like, gosh. I like hearing my friends who have kids that I know and care about complain about their kids being obnoxious. But strangers on the Internet, I'm just less interested in. I want to hear stories you know, about Leia being a little shithead and Jenny being like, I'm tearing my hair out about it or whatever. Like there, there are a lot of situations in which I want to hear people talk about their kids and I want to know the kid. And if it's a stranger, I'm like, no, this is not interesting. So I had to start an account so I could start liking things and get the algorithm algorithm to understand me. And that's my excuse, Esther, believe it or not. And now she's up to three videos and trying to commit me to TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm evangelizing TikTok. (laughs) If there's one series that I think you'd really like that is like this one song and people are kind of showing off their traditional cultural costumes to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's cool. It's so cute. I've seen them reposted on Twitter because that's where everything gets reposted is Twitter. That's true. That's true. I guess you don't need TikTok if you have Instagram or Twitter because all that shit gets reposted. It all gets reposted anyway. But it's fun. I enjoy our friend Kat. She likes to post TikTok videos. She finds amusing. And so I appreciate what other people send me the TikToks because I don't have to. Maybe that's a good idea. You basically have a curated TikTok feed of friends saying, oh, Esther will like this. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. Like, I don't have to do what any of the work. What did you think about the one that I sent you about Christian men being able to carry four chairs? I did thought it like was hysterical. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I appreciate that sort of thing. So it's fine. It made me laugh so hard because it really was like some weird feats of strength thing. Like <laughs> it's because we all just set up the fellowship hall tables. That's what it comes from. Yeah. No, I remember that so clearly as like a 10 year old girl. I was like, I'll, I'll carry to, I'll, I'll carry, carry 12 four. chairs. It's fine. Yeah, it works. exactly. <laughs> and people would be like, can I help you pick them? Like get them off. of? No, the I've got rack. it. I've got it. No, I'm fine. <laughs> anyway. So TikTok. So TikTok. <laughs> If you have any curated videos from TikTok, just send them to me. Yeah, there you don't, go. I don't even if, need to have an account. Just send them if you think they're if funny. If you find something that you think is funny, send it to Esther. And me. I love yeah. that stuff, too. Yeah. <laughs> 
And also, if you sent it to us on Instagram in a group chat with both of us, it's easier for us to see it because yes. then it doesn't look like somebody's just sending us a scary spam look link to <laughs> our, true. what is it, the message request section? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, because that the ones that were were like message requests go to die basically, and you're I'm like I had no idea I had, like I, see for me I hate notifications so like I can't get yeah. that notification thing to disappear. And I'm like why is it disappearing? I have no unread messages, and then of course like you go into the, like the recesses of Instagram Messenger and you find like the yeah. one random message and that, that's your message. So and you're like oh somebody sent this to me three months ago and it was actually something that I should have responded Sorry, to. You guys, Great. I didn't realize it. <laughs> it's just Instagram Messenger needs some upgrades. Yeah, so. we have talked about this a thousand times, but the only reason that we still use Facebook Messenger to talk with each other is because it's easier to search back through past things yes. and be like, did we t- agree about who was going to do which thing? Oh, it's in the What about the important information? Like, you know, normal things, passwords, I addresses. Guess we could just email. <laughs> that's like, that's like 20 years ago, Holly. That's not even our age group anymore. Okay, but shall we do an episode? Yes. How about we do an episode of this podcast we have? I am doing the card of the episode. I've been shuffling like the whole time. So let's see what we got. I'm using She-Wolf for. Oh, fun. We haven't seen her for a while. I know because I'm willing summer to come. It was so windy here today. Like literally like hurricane gale force wind. Dang. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Four of pentacles is our card of the day. Oh yay! yay! That's a good one for me. For I like the four pentacles. Some people see it as like a miser. Also, I feel like it's pretty great for you know us having no shame about talking about random shit for the first ten minutes of the episode. <laughs> this is ours. This is ours. <laughs> We've got this. We have two questions today, as per usual. Um, we haven't even made any 69th episode jokes yet. No, we so haven't. We want to give a few content warnings just to get off the bat. We'll give them more specifically as they come up and Esther will put the time codes in the show notes and all that stuff. But yes, our two questions today, one is fine and lighthearted and the other one deals with issues of the recent um, mass shooting in Canada. We got a question from a listener about how to sort of emotionally handle that. So that's our second question. So that's one content warning. And then the second content warning is that the deck we're doing has a lot of nudity in it. So the <laughs> fun nudity, kind of content a lot of jokes warning. will be made. Yeah, exactly. So we apologize. So totally, that might be weird, but we do always have our little announcement break in between. So hopefully the mood will shift appropriately. And if you do not feel up for talking about uh, gun violence, then the second question is not for you. Yes, I'll put, like I said, we'll put timestamps so you can skip it if you feel like it. So you can just get straight to the Patreon and other announcements and our tech review. Yeah. But in the meantime, the first question, as far as I know, no content warnings. No, <laughs> no. So the first question is from Sailor and they say, hey, I'm pretty new to tarot and I've been worried about making sure to bring in good energy and not negative energy. Is there a certain way to do this or is it just what energy I give off? Is there a way to twist fairly negative cards to a positive answer? So to me, there's like two different questions. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. 
so first question, Holly, what do you think? Um, like, how do you make sure you have a good energy whenever you approach a reading, I guess? So even within that first question, I kind of feel, felt like there were sort of two components, one being the energy you're bringing in and then one being the energy you have almost mm-hmm. like it, like I have been told a lot that I generally have a pretty positive energy. And so obviously I'm bringing that with me to my readings. Um, if you are somebody who's going through a lot or who uh, is like a little bit more in the dumps, then obviously your energy might be a little bit lower or darker, but that doesn't make it so that your readings have to be lower mm-hmm. or darker. It's just like even more reason to reach for the cards. If you're kind of feeling like you sort of could use a little bit of a wake up call or a snap out of it or whatever. Um, if the thing that you're thinking is that by pulling negative cards, you're inviting negative energy in that might be some previous, like before your tarot life began conditioning to think of this as something that is dangerous or dark inherently. You know what I mean? Like right, right. that idea of inviting negative energy into your space by doing tarot feels very like it's the, you know, cards are dangerous themselves. Right, right. Which is probably just conditioning from before you got into tarot. You know that they're not dangerous themselves. They're just pieces of paper right. themselves. Right. They're conduits for what you're using them for. Yeah. But if you're worried about inviting negative energy in because of your readings, I don't think that that's really something that you have to be concerned about. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, agree with. If it, you feel it happening, maybe cleanse the cards, do a sound cleansing, leave them under a moon phase that you feel particularly connected to. Right. You know, if you want to, if you feel like the cards are bringing negativity in, maybe choosing a new moon to leave the cards out under that. I mean, I have no idea if that's technically correct, but for me, new moons always feel really cleansing right. rather than energizing. And so a new moon would be, the moon cycle that for me, I would probably leave something out under if I wanted to like kind of reset it. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke cleansing, you know, knocking it against the table, wrapping at it with your whatever. There's like a lot of different ways that people can cleanse it. So if you're thinking that you're bringing in negativity through card usage, that might be something worth doing. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and speak to ways to make sure that you yourself are bringing kind of good energy to a reading. Because sometimes, yeah. like, we'll feel, like, before you go into reading, you'll feel kind of off. Like, for instance, today I've just been running, well, today, not only today, but, you know, past couple days, <laughs> I've been running around like a They're chicken. Like, I don't know what's happened, but suddenly today, everything feels <laughs> suddenly weird. today, everything. No, but uh, because I've been, just been trying to prepare everything for releasing the tarot deck and doing Which with, we still, still haven't announced yet, but later. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> You're the one who wrote the outline for this. Anyway. <laughs> I know when I was like, it's okay. We'll talk about it in the announcement section. What is wrong with me? I don't know. So because I've been like trying to get everything together, or there's been like extra drama with Instagram not cooperating and things like that. Like I, f- as a person, feel angsty and anxious because yeah, totally. I have external circumstances that are kind of influencing yeah. my person. Totally. But t- when I'm coming to do the podcast reading, I held onto one of my banishing kind of candles and was like, okay, this energy is no longer welcome on my body. I'm yeah. releasing that. So you can do like, I would say, you know, if you feel if you feel that you are holding on to negative energy, you know, you can do a little ritual or candle lighting thing or something 
to feel like you're releasing it, whether it be like, yeah. you know, smoke cleansing, if you have herbs or something. It's just, to me, it's like something physical to sort of, in that moment, release that energy so you can kind of move forward totally. with the reading. And I think that, like, maybe uh, us talking in previous episodes so much about gatekeeping and people having to, like, have really strict ways that they have to interact with the world around them before doing readings has maybe made it sound more like we aren't doing those things, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, I will sometimes, like, when I'm driving, which I haven't driven in weeks, but (laughs) when I used to have my long commute, sometimes I would just pull a random card, like, just without any preparation. But Mm -hmm. that's not always the way that it feels the most useful. So sometimes just thinking about, like, quick ways for you to center yourself or to kind of, you know, think about what your actual goals are. I also feel like another good way to break out of that is to go into the reading with specific questions rather than just saying, give me my general energy because that is a way for it to really get stuck. If you're feeling in a funk, it's going to keep telling you you're in a funk and you're going to be like, it's telling me I'm in a funk and it's not (laughs) helpful. So if you say kind of what Esther's saying about like, this energy isn't welcome here anymore. You could even pull a card for like, how can I break through this or how can I bring more positivity or how can I, you know, like, not focus on the negativity or whatever. Any of those sorts of questions may be better than just like a general vibe check because general vibe checks aren't going to necessarily be the best way to make sure that they're like growth oriented readings. Right. I mean, they're just for me confirming my worst nightmare. So yeah, you know, (laughs) it does. It really like, you know, we will sometimes pull energy because the person is not physically in front of us to kind of know how they're feeling. Yeah. Where they are. Yeah, Yeah. Where they are. But like, Holly could pull cards for me, but I'm here and can, I, I can already tell her my energy. So there's really no reason for her to pull energy cards. Yeah. And things yeah, like that. Totally. Doing it for yourself. You know how you feel. That's why you picked up the deck. So saying, exactly. how am I currently feeling? If you're feeling like you don't know why you're feeling all fucked up, you can say, how am I currently feeling? And then pull cards from there because maybe that'll help you shed some additional light on like a specific area that's sending you off kilter. Yeah. But that's still as part of like a bigger spread than just like general vibes of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're kind of at that point wanting a reason and a purpose for the what you're feeling and not necessarily yeah. kind of trying to define what you're feeling. You know, I just always I would just keep thinking about the time when I was driving to tell my grandparents that my cousin had died and I pulled a general energy for the day card in the car and yeah. got death and was like, fucking duh. What else did I expect? <laughs> yeah, like why why did I do this? I knew I was gonna pull a card like that. Why yeah. did I do that? Yeah. Just because I was looking for something to do with my hands, basically. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> but also like in that moment I could have said, like, is there a specific angle that I should be approaching this from, or is there a way for you know, there's like a million different things that you can do to make it so that it isn't something where you're just like, cards, I know. <laughs> I know. That's why what was a couple, couple of weeks ago when someone's asking about balance or something, I was like, okay, cards, we recognize that yeah, the answer exactly. is balance. Don't you know, give recognize- us the two of pentacles here. <laughs> and that actually even reminds me of the thing you and I were talking about before we started recording of the eight of swords thing oh, yeah. where I read a book. I did a woo-woo uh, book review of this romance novel that's coming out at the end of the month called The Rake Ass. And the cards that I picked for it were the Eight of Swords and the Two of Cups. And the Eight of Swords be- was because 
they all are like really sort of making decisions based on what they think they know about themselves. And I posted the picture, I tagged the author and the author said, that is so funny because I was pulling the eight of swords the whole entire time I was writing it. So she was writing about people sort of being trapped by structures that they've created around themselves. And she was feeling trapped by structures she'd created around herself. (laughs) And she kept pulling the eight of swords over and over again. And it came through like she was pulling it. She was writing about that experience while feeling that experience in some way, probably. And then also I picked it up as a card that I would associate with it, too. That's so funny. And it's like, yeah, because sometimes if you're just asking, how does this feel? It's just going to tell you how you feel already, how you already know you feel. Right. And it's just going to confirm everything. So... Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. a little bit more ranty than I intended it to be about the <laughs> idea of just going in with specific questions rather than general vibe checks. But still, that's OK. <laughs> and their second question was, is there a way to twist fairly negative cards to a positive answer? Yes. We yeah. do that often here, like almost yeah. all the time. Yeah. Because we're, we're positive, more positive people. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah, my brain goes to that. I mean, the the only downside of it is that people who sometimes tarot purists can be real dicks about people being like the death card is about transformation. And you know, it's just about endings. It doesn't have to mean literal death. They're like, no, it doesn't have to mean literal death, but it does have to mean negative endings or whatever, because the positivity comes after the death, not with the death or whatever. Like people can get really, really up in arms about that especially in like Facebook tarot groups. Which <laughs> I had a comment deleted from one earlier this oh. week for a very stupid reason. So I'm feeling a little salty, oh, uh, no. but it's like there, every card has the shadow side and the light side. So even with the tower, like the, this year is my tower year, even with the tower, the abrupt destruction, all of that stuff there, mm-hmm. the upside of it is that something you have more control over what you build out of the ashes. Yeah. And like the three of swords we've talked about before, the three of swords is like, you know, now that the pain has been exposed, you can figure out ways to absolve it or to deal with it or whatever. Right. So there are totally ways to interpret negative cards in positive ways, but a lot of it comes down to like not getting stuck on the negative card, like figuring out ways to then move forward. Right. Yeah. And because we are both readers that are focused on that moving forward, I think that's why we have those viewpoints. We're not just, we're not just going to tell you something negative and leave it up to you. You Not that saying we don't trust you, not by any means, but we don't want to leave you hopeless at the end of a reading. We want you to have a path forward and for you to feel empowered as you move on in your life, whatever decision's coming. And that means us not ha- letting you hang there in your woes and your sorrows yeah. and your disappointment. Like, that would be, like, really bad of us to do that. And when you, you know? listen to us answer questions that might have more of a negative moment, like, end point, you see that we're like, okay, well, let's pull cards for how to move forward. Or let's pull, like, a little pep talk or whatever. Yeah. And that's not because we're trying to sugarcoat the bad news as much as it is that we're trying to figure out a way to move through the bad news like mm-hmm. forward beyond it rather than getting stuck in the bad news. Right. Yeah. So, and I think that that's really yeah. helpful because like, even if you're just reading for yourself, even if you're not ever reading for other people, it's so easy for us to latch on to something that's scary or stressful mm-hmm. or bad. And we need to help ourselves find ways to deal with those things rather than just have them sort of floating above us stressfully yeah. and yeah. ominously. Well, because like, I know that so- when I first started reading Taro, like 
and I would pull like what the seven of swords and I'm like, oh my goodness, is, is my boyfriend cheating on me? And then like, I would start to spiral because like, I'm just thinking of like the negative, like yeah. exactly specific negative, um, meaning that that card has in the tarot book yeah. you know, and not seeing, you know, that there are different things cause he wasn't cheating on me. Like well and also yeah I'm so great (laughs) and also there's like there's as we've talked about you know just by nature of this being our 69th episode there are hundreds of decks and hundreds of interpretations and hundreds of books and all of them have nuances and I think that that's one of the reasons why in a recent episode Esther was talking about how she always looks for the seven of swords because she feels like that's a card that people tend to not have that many variations of interpretation mm-hmm. on because it's a minor arcana. Like, right. you know, people don't tend to give as much in-depth thought to minor arcanas as they do to majors. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the seven of swords is a great example of that because a lot of the most simplified definitions will be about like shadiness and secret keeping <laughs> and stuff like that. But if you read enough definitions and kind of like dig into it enough when it pops up for you specifically, you can kind of like get additional information about it. And that's how we should be treating every card positive and negative because like Esther's aversion to the sun card, (laughs) there's like inherently positive cards that still can have negative shit. Yeah. Yeah. I bet people just always see the positive with that card. And I'm like, that's not the truth. There's nuance. Find the nuance. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, look at this stupid naked baby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> ah, so hopefully that helps, Sailor. Yeah. And don't worry about it if you're still stuck. If negative yeah. cards feel negative to you, that's allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Don't but stress. just keep it's going. Fine. I mean, that's why it's such a joke that we, especially me, always pull more than one card. <laughs> yeah. But like, maybe just keep pulling additional cards. Not as clarification on the negative card, but like new questions. Like, okay, this negative card came up for my general vibe. Well, what about if I decided to go on a walk right now? Would, would, you know, what would my day look like if I left my house right now and went for a quick walk? Or what would my day look like if I napped? Or what would my day look like if I had some breakfast? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. You can do that with, yeah, Lenny cards too. Lenny cards, Lenny cards. Ours are all in people's homes now. And Yay. Well, good luck, Sailor. Also, totally great name. Super into it. Yes, I love it. <laughs> okay, our second question is the question that there's a content warning for. We're not going to be talking about the violence necessarily. Uh, or we're not going to be talking about it specifically, but we will be referencing it because that's what the question is alluding to and about. Um, so we won't talk about the perpetrator, um, or, you know, the act, but just kind of how to move forward. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So the question, uh, was sent to Esther. And also I just would like to say Esther is amazing because this had the quickest turnaround time ever. This person messaged her, yesterday saying i'm not sure if you've recorded yet and Esther was like uh bat signal holly <laughs> holly what are we thinking can if we, we add this we emergency question in i was like sure we can yeah. move some stuff around and then i submitted it through a handy dandy form yeah and the email was gonna be too difficult <laughs> that's just for simplicity of organization for me to have it submitted via the form so because Esther is an angel on earth she just took the Instagram message and submitted it via the online form for me. Because I was like, why am I going to write an email to our podcast? 
podcast when I can just use the form. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it works better. It does. But like, if you actually have an actual query, like something you would like a response via email to, try not to submit it to, via the form because yeah, then we don't have any contact off. information for you. No. <laughs> it's yes. happened a couple of times where somebody's like, I have this specific thing that I would like from you or like information about from you. And I'm like, Oh, it just says Amber. Like how am I supposed to know who submitted that? Anyway. So this is from somebody on Instagram and she says, uh, I'm not sure if you and Holly have recorded this week's episode or if you have any questions or have enough questions from listeners already. But in case you don't, I would love some guidance right now. I live in Halifax, Nova Scotia, where this past weekend we witnessed the largest mass shooting in Canada's history. The energy in the air is really heavy right now, and I'm struggling to keep it together. I guess my question is, what can I do to help myself, my family, and my friends and community get through this difficult time? Not being able to see each other uh, and hold them is making this so much more difficult. Anyway, that's it. So if somebody's not listening to this episode in the spring of 2020, if this is like, you know, 2050 time, people <laughs> listening to me and us are talk about tarot, uh, we're still under isolation of various levels. So that's the context of this is that there's this huge tragedy that's happened in Nova Scotia. And also there's not a way to sit on a couch with your loved ones touch each other's faces and say, I love you. I'm here and everything will be okay. Right. Right. Okay. So dealing with heavy energy is hard in the best of times. Yes. And right now it's got to be even worse. So, um, but I think that the question is really clear. What can I do to help myself, my friends and my community? Maybe we should do separate polls for myself and then my family and community because yeah, I think so. You have to be so isolated from your family and community that you can do something to help yourself that will have to look different from how you'd help other people. Exactly. Yeah. Like put the mask on yourself in the airplane under yourself first before you, you know, put it on somebody else. Exactly. You need the oxygen first before anyone else needs it. All right. So what's the question? Are we like, how did this person can help themselves? How can I help myself get through this difficult time? Okay. Weird. What I pulled three. What's oh, wrong with me? Okay. Well, yes, that is weird. Pulling three. <laughs> it was unusual. But mostly because I got the six of wands, which I was like, that's strange because that's like about successful homecoming and victory and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So helping yourself involving like homecoming feels weird because we're not supposed to be sort of like going home. Right. Or like surrounding yourself with people who are celebrating you. Mm -hmm. So I pulled an additional card for clarification and got the page of swords and then was like, Hmm. And then I got the ace of swords. So I feel like there's, what did you get? And then we'll see what, okay. I got the star and the four of cups star. I think that there might be some way to interact with your loved ones that we're not seeing Mm -hmm. like some more creative way. Well, okay. So weirdly, don't some people see the star as being sort of like an electronic device, like internet card? I've 
I've always, okay, the only other alternate that I've sort of heard that's been popular is that sort of like the spotlight, like you're the person mm. that's the spotlight. Um, and with, and that kind of goes along with the six of wands with yeah. that celebration where it's kind of like, you're the one that's going to have to be in charge with making your own, I don't want to say happiness or making your own victory out of this. Like you're going to have the one to be the one to define what, I don't want to say what victory like would mean, like, but what healing would mean in this. Like yeah. you're that prime person, you're that center figure, you're the kind of spotlights on you in so many different ways with your healing, as well as how you're going to be responding to other people. So I think it's just yeah. more confirming that you are kind of taking on this, this mantle of, yeah, totally like trying to help heal others. What was the other one that you got? Four of, oh, cups. four of cups, four of cups, four of cups. So maybe the way to help yourself heal and feel supported by you right now would be to think of like the, cause getting the page and ace of swords seems really interesting to me. I mm-hmm. feel like it's almost kind of saying like, cause there's also some victory components in the ace of swords, but more mm-hmm. so maybe thinking of like a really unique sort of epiphany creative moment to focus on that fourth cup rather than on the three cups that you already have in front of you. Like the like opportunity is there for you to think about things creatively and like start off on a new path with you sort of more as the focus. So maybe it's almost encouraging you to not focus on making your community feel better, but focus on making you feel better. Mm hmm. And sort of like like in isolation, having you be your own focus rather than feeling like you need to be in charge of other people or like responsible for other people's healing. Mm-hmm. Does that sound selfish? No, I, I sort of see with the Ace of Swords, the Six of Wands and the Star, it's kind of like you're the one who's taking up that sword like essentially you're the one who's the one that's going to be going into battle essentially and with that there's also to me like with the six of wands there's a assured victory in that like no matter like whatever sort of um either bright idea you have or epiphany you have or healing moment you have with the star you're going to be like assured that victory in the end of it. Yeah. And it's, and that's for you but it's personally. Still, yeah. But it's still about you personally, not right. like trying to ensure victory for you on other people. Right. On other people. No. Yeah. It's just, it's for me, it's just that kind of like saying, even though it may feel hard right now, it may feel like, where's this cup? I need this cup. I need this new idea with the sword. Yeah. It's going to come. So don't worry about that. Just focus just on yourself right now. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then what can she do to help her friends, family, and community get through this difficult time? Oh. I got the Ten of Pentacles and the Three of Pentacles. Oh, those are good. I know, that's really sweet. I drew the Page of Swords again and the Empress. So that kind of goes back to the whole, like, putting on your own mask before you can help other people. Like, the first thing is getting yourself in the right mindset of knowing that, like, everything will be okay and you can be in charge of yourself without worrying about other people. And then once that's done, 
that page of swords kind of goes from one from the you to the rest of the community sort right. of thing. And with that, you're like nur- there's so much nurturing productivity with the Empress, the Ten of uh, Pentacles and the Three of Pentacles. It's kind of like you have already built sort of like an established community around yourself of Mm -hmm. helpful people who want to help each other. And so it's just kind of a encouraging you to like find that sort of like creative way to get that out into the world Mm -hmm. with the Empress like produce that. Yeah. And I think especially with like the three of pentacles and 10 of pentacles, it's saying there are people that already exist in these spaces and yeah. you can teamwork it with them. You don't need to feel like you need to create on your something own. On yeah. Your own. Take yeah. care of yourself and then find community right. organizations. Because it wasn't like a king of swords that came out and was like, you are the leader of this new movement yeah. in your community. Yeah. It's more of you are joining other people with your inspiration from this, from how you healed yourself. I love that, especially with the 10 of swords or 10 of pentacles and three of pentacles feeling so community organization based like mm-hmm. you're a team member of something that's established yeah not you're having to be in charge of this all on your own exactly and the page of swords is, is like that beginner in that journey they're not like further along like the queen or the king and because yeah. to me like i see them as like a progression in this instant, it would be a, like a progression in responsibility. You are yeah. someone who's going in with, you know, the ideas and the passion to try to, you know, help others. But you're not the one who feels like you have to be that community leader to do everything and to say totally, totally. I love that, and I'm always going to think of the Ten of Pentacles with the Three of Pentacles that way. Yeah, like, yeah. That's such a beautiful natural. community organization. Like it's not about you starting an organization; it's about mm-hmm. you finding an organization that you can join. Almost. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Oh, good luck. I'm really yes, sorry that Canada is being infected with gun violence. Yeah. So sad. It's stupid. It is. <laughs> stupid and terrible. It really is. And we're thinking about you, Anonymous, yes. and all of Nova Scotia. Yeah. Because Esther fucking loves Nova Scotia, as we've discussed. Scotia, as we discussed in our Patreon episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she loves both fictional and non-fictional, non-fictional. Nova Scotia. <laughs> yes. Shall we do some announcements just as a wild Cleanser. left turn? Yes. As I- okay. I'm going to give my short announcement and then okay. I'm going to scream at you for like 45 minutes about your exciting. Oh, no, scream no, with okay. joy. Scream joy. with joy. Okay. Okay. I was like. <laughs> not, not anger. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I told you last week, nothing you do could disappoint me. Okay. Okay. But the first thing is I'm a big, big dummy because I <laughs> refer to the book that we're reading next week as being by. Some author named Ruth Dare, who's not a person, but (laughs) my favorite romance author is named Tessa Dare. And the book that we're reading is by Ruth Ware. And so my brain (laughs) combined those two things. But yes, next week we are reading Death of Mrs. Westaway by Ruth Ware, W-A-R-E. And my bad. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even notice. I know that it's Ruth Ware, but I yeah. didn't even notice that I said, well, Ruth I think Ware. you said it correctly once. And then I guess at the end, when you said it one more time, it did not. See, that's what Ware. I get for not being able to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I just need to stop talking. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Now the real thing. Esther. Now the real thing. Yes. Esther, 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 Esther. Esther finally shared pictures of the tarot deck that she's been creating that we teased last week. Do you want to yes. tell the people about your deck, Esther? So 
No, not really. Okay, then I will. Okay. Esther's in like a weird panic panic phase of this whole process. Where she just, like I'm like very I just want to go back into a shell somewhere and not come out for the next fifty years. So that's where I Okay, well, that's not allowed because I need to get this deck in my hands first. Once it's out in the world, then you can go back. But I can go back in my shell. Okay, okay. (laughs) Do you want to? I made a tarot deck celebrating one of my favorite pinup models. Mm -hmm. Her name is Hilda, and everyone's favorite pinup model. She's She's like I think she's one of the like few that I've seen like multiple images of. So so the so yeah, she's iconic. How about iconic? iconic A very iconic pinup artist. And um, so she's like, she's iconic mostly because she, her body is like a, I don't want to say real body because we're, we're not like to say that, you know, size two people are All not bodies are bodies. real. She has a curvy, curvy, curvy body. body like she's, and she's not ashamed of it. She's very much like loving she's herself. Like silly. And- Instead of it all being like very sexy poses, it's like fun poses that are yes. sexy because she's sexy. Yes. But also she's like, she's like a fat redheaded pinup and she's yeah. adorable. And she's, she's always so like, like with a dog or with a cow or with flowers or with a book. And she's yeah. just the fucking best. And I started out like making the deck because I was like, oh, like I was literally at the bus stop one day and I was like, huh, I wonder if I could make a Hilda deck. And then I was like, well, let me try. And so and I we were like, just... you can at least do a major arcana deck. Because yeah, major. The thing, yeah. With, the thing with Hilda is that how many images are there of her total? Like, like 85? May... No, there's OK. There's maybe like 120, but they're not all good quality images. Yeah. Like, so there's not like infinite options. You yeah, have to. There's, really there's very <laughs> limited options, which is why it's bananas that you were able to find 78, 78 that fit so perfectly. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the one thing. It was like I just every image I came across I was like okay this one fits here and this one fits here and yeah. I ended up getting up to 79 because there's an alternate tower card that's possible <laughs> and so yeah I just had a, like a fun time creating it because you know I just love Hilda and her spirit and things like that and yeah I've told you this but there was a there was a restaurant that was like up the street from my house when I was growing up it still is up the street from my parents house but in the women's bathroom they had just like framed Hilda prints everywhere and I yeah. used to, when we'd go to go to their pool, it was like an old hotel, like an old school sort of like roadside hotel with a really great restaurant. We would, I would like go into the kitchen bathrooms instead of the pool bathrooms just because I loved looking at the Hilda yeah. prints so much. And she's just so, so much fun. And she's like, so much fun. And like, I, of course, you know, with tarot, there are times to be serious and times to have fun. But for me, it's like her spirit. It's like always so much fun. And I think there's a good balance in this deck of being able to like narratively interpret the cards and things. Yeah. So I'm just petrified. And so I don't know what I'm saying. There's no reason to be petrified. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. So for me, it's just more of a celebration of Hilda and kind of continuing to share her effervescent spirit with others because I just need to so see her. Fucking cute. I'm so excited for it. So Esther, how are people going to pre-order this from you? Okay. So I will maybe. Nope. It's already live tomorrow. Nope. I'm committing this link. to, I'm committing you to this now. It's already live. And I'm going to okay. say it so many times that you can't edit it all out. <laughs> I can't edit it out. <laughs> the pre-orders are live. Okay. And it's going to be in a link wherever, like in our Facebook group, probably in my profile and Instagram. Yeah. If you follow Holly, I'm sure she will spam you with it if you need it. Yeah. 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 Totally. I feel like this is obviously Esther's baby. I had nothing to do with the creation of it, but I feel like a proud aunt where I'm like, (laughs) 
I'm like the aunt that goes to all of the beauty pageants and is like way more into it than the kid or the mom. And everyone's like, Jesus Christ, this woman Jesus needs Christ. to relax. But I'm like, no, I will not relax. I'm so excited. And I'm like doing the ba- the dances in the back the of the room. The dance in the background. Yeah. You're the, you're the dance aunt. That's what you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm the dance aunt. aunt. And well, Esther's what... like the mom who's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh my sake. gosh. I, okay, just chill out, like Denise. You're just proud chill of your out. daughter, but really embarrassed by me. That's what's happening in this relationship it was really funny because rachel messaged me last night and she's like i am so excited for you whenever i see anyone else post an image i'm like a proud mom yeah (laughs) so i'm basically your mom (laughs) i'm so proud it's crazy so it'll be super super accessible because it's live now and esther can't edit this out um I may attempt to try to edit it I'm out. I'm just <laughs> scared that your cancer rising and no. cancer moon are going to start retreating back into the shell and you're going to be like, no, no, no. I'm going to wait till the Taurus new well, moon. Our, and Our friend I Logan already no. ordered it, so I know it works. So that's like yeah, the biggest hurdle too. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be so glorious. I'm so proud of you. Oh. I'm so proud of you. It'll take me a moment to prepare powder for myself. So just yeah. Well, you don't ever have to do it. I'm. This is what That's I'm true. here for. That's true. It's true. I will never disappoint you. That's a good. Okay. You will never okay. disappoint me. I'm so proud of you. I'm so of proud of this deck. Okay. I'm so proud. Like, I mean, ugh, I have. I've always loved Hilda. Like since I was a little kid, and mm-hmm. it's so cool. And I know it's stupid because like fat white people are not an underrepresented group. But I'm so thrilled to see representation of like body to. Like, it's one woman, but she had several different body types throughout the series of images. I'm just so happy to see her on things. Like, it feels so amazing. Yeah. I don't know what she's doing. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to not cry about how much I love this deck, but I'm so proud of you, and I'm so excited for people to start pre-ordering it, and I'm so excited. (laughs) Yay! So pre-order now. Wherever yes. you find my links, it'll be wherever there. you find this specific thing. <laughs> uh, I love it. it. Yeah. It's gonna be it's so okay. amazing. People are gonna freak. Good. It's it's a fun like it's a fun deck, and people it's have asked me so how it fun. reads, and it's fun. So, like, I she mean, she's just like red. wearing a fucking cute polka dot bikini and half the picture. I know. And our friend Moon Litfay will be making tarot bags to go with the deck. So Which, I'm. I'm probably I'm more have excited to... about her tarot bags than I am about my own deck. Well, because you're done with the deck. You're not still, like, worried about it or excited so about it. It feels more, like, daunting because now we have to get all the coordination stuff figured yes, out. That's <laughs> like, true. all of the yeah, all shipping of the... and <laughs> everything like that. Yes. But the bag is something you don't have to worry about. You just get to be excited about. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh my gosh, fabric. I, I really fabric. do feel like in the decoration process, people, the creation part is the fun part. The distribution part is the not fun part. And that's the part that nobody and wants then seeing, to have to do. And then seeing everyone with it is the fun part. So we'll get, we'll, we'll circle back around to the fun part. It's just yeah, going to be. <laughs> exactly. It's just going to be a little bit of not fun part as we get the distribution stuff figured out. Exactly. It'll be fun. So anyway, I'm so proud of you, Esther. You're amazing. And I love you. you. And I love love Hilda. And I'm so excited for this. Yay. And And now for Patreon shoutouts. Now for Patreon shoutouts. Yay. Uh, Patreon. We love it. We love people who support us on Patreon. It's so awesome and helpful. And it makes it so we can, you know, spend time doing creative things. Yes. And pay bills. And yeah. (laughs) And then sometimes we get sucked into people's crystal sale lives and we're like oh fuck 
I guess some of my Patreon money is going Money's going to go to crystals. crystals. <laughs> yep. Damn it. A Scorpio moon. Okay. Do okay. you want to pull for our first one, Patreon? I can pull for Emma. What is wrong with me? Did you just hear me try to say, do you want to pull for our first new Patreon supporter? And it came out as first new, new, <laughs> you're just too excited about Hilda and the English has escaped you. Yeah, seriously. I'm never going to recover from Hilda. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Emma, your card is the seven of swords. <laughs> <laughs> Esther's favorite card. And Julie, your card is the Five of Swords. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm using the Muse Tarot, so I was like, fuck, what's voices again? Of it's swords. It's swords. The Five of Swords. Yay. That's the two most controversial sword cards. Swordsies, yeah. It is. All right. Good luck, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shall we talk about our deck of the week? Can this we please? This is where we're transitioning to the sexual content. Under this, when you do the blurb for the deck, can I please put some 70s, like, funk well, sure. music in the background? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. As you do this, because that would just make me so happy. <laughs> As you do this deck, because I will tell you later how many car- favorite cards I have. How many favorite cards do you have? I can't. It's not to that parameter yet. Okay, fine. We're not to that parameter yet. (laughs) Fine. Fine, fine, fine. Okay, it's time for our deck of the week. And I'm going to rush through this because I need to know the number of favorite cards that Esther has. So when no, we you can't because there's was... going to be background music. You can't rush it, and this oh, is also shoot. 69. Oh, I do need to take it. You can't rush a 69, Holly. <laughs> yeah. So when we realized this was going to be episode 69, Esther said we have to do a sexy deck, and yes. this sexy deck is a sexy deck that I had very little interest in until Esther sh- walked through it on a Patreon video episode because I thought it was going to be rapey, sexy. Yeah, nope. it's, it's not very sexy. sexy. It's consensual sexy, Holly. It's yeah. very consensual sexy. So we're talking about the Casanova Tarot, which is from Los Garabeo, obviously distributed by Llewellyn in the U.S. And they say about it... Provocative. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm really bad at doing sexy Do we need sexy talks? Okay. okay I'm going to just okay. not push it. Or unless you want to read it. Provocative. Erotic. Challenging. These are not things that I would say about my own sex life, but I would say about this deck. (laughs) The Tarot of Casanova combines the art of physical bodies, the intricate dance of seduction, the act of sex, and the life of Casanova, and the setting of Venice to plumb the depths of the human mind and explore the complexities of life. Plumb the depths. Well, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Esther's right. Use these cards to explore the energy of intense love, erotic passion, and emotional intensity with the soft art style that borders on the pastoral and the clever use of masks. The pastoral, the hierophant, very pastoral. The clever use of masks made me just laugh so hard. Sorry. Yeah, if you have uh, mask phobia, do not get this deck. There are lots yeah, of masks. I'm just thinking of poor Erin <laughs> from Heaving Those Ends. She's like, keep it away from me. There's a lot of images of people having sex Can we while please send her this masks. deck? Can we just please just send her one? With no comments. With no comments whatsoever. <laughs> 
And I just like that it's the clever use of masks. <laughs> this deck causes us to question even further everything we think we know contains explicit content. <laughs> I would just like to say that the explicit content is specifically lady boobs. Yeah. Boobs and, and like, butts. And like little, little like pussy lips in specific pictures like not even you just said that on our podcast Esther. Well, we did a con- we did a content warning so i feel like i can say it <laughs> yeah there's like a lot of labia that's yeah, like the least yeah. sexy way to put that in the world yeah but they're in the but there's no like penis no is there i don't think there's no any penis. no there's no penis i also didn't realize until writing this up that casanova was an actual historical figure who wrote his own autobiography yeah he was I thought he was like an archetype. No, he wasn't. He was real. He's a real ass dude with an extensive Wikipedia page. I feel like he probably like talked himself up just a little. Oh, but... for sure. <laughs> but he was real. The Wikipedia page is like, and then this time he escaped from prison. And then this time he like, I'm just saying you need to watch like the Heath Ledger version of the movie Casanova. What? Heath Ledger oh, okay. was Casanova. What else am I doing? Nothing. Except this I might as well. But I guess there's like a Casanova model of storytelling where it's always like a woman in danger that he rescues. And then seduces. She falls in love with him. They have sex. And then, you know, because he's Casanova, he has to move on. So it's like a historical time period, too. Like this takes place. This deck takes place in 18th century Venice. Yes. (laughs) I'm still stuck on clever use of masks. I'm like, I didn't see any like clever uses other than on people's faces like so yeah oh that's true there's nothing <laughs> so i was, I was trying to like puzzle through all the perverted cards creative mind <laughs> i was like what do they mean by clever these just seem like normal <laughs> uses of masks <laughs> what, what am i missing exactly. here like normal use of mask i was like where else would yeah, you use exactly. this <laughs> oh my god i'm 100 sure that someone has already made these jokes but i do love the idea of people wearing masquerade masks instead of like masks oh, yes. to prevent disease <laughs> yes. i've seen the, the plague bearer masks that they used to wear like uh before yeah I've with the beaks so funny oh my goodness all right, so where can you find this deck? Literally anywhere that Llewellyn decks are sold. It's online. It's I've seen it like in stores, available. like in Barnes and Noble sort of stores. You can't buy it. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like you can't buy it unless like you're a certain age, I don't think. But, you know, I've seen the box There's there. There's a lot of boobs there in there. There are lots of nice lady <laughs> boobs. It is a classic Llewellyn cardstock deck. It's not super. It's a little taller than normal cards. Like it's a bit skinny yeah. and tall. It's not bad. It is a little bit taller. Yes. I didn't notice that until you just said that. It's yeah. not like... Not super noticeable, yeah. but it's a little bit thinner and taller. Totally. It comes with just a regular tuck box and a traditional little white book. It's been a while since we talked about one that literally just has... Mm-hmm. The little white book. literal little white book. Yep. So, and like with all of the Los Garabeo decks, it's in like a bunch of different languages. Yeah. Um, but the languages are not on the card. So victory. I was literally <laughs> just going to say that. I was going to say, but the good news is, unlike some Los Garabeo, it isn't just like on every single card, like every single meaning. Yeah. And actually, the other weird thing about it is that rather than doing the court cards, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, the symbolism remains uh, consistent with the court cards, but they're numbered instead of labeled. So yeah. it's like card 11, 12, 13, and 14. Yes. Yeah. And that can be like a little bit like, huh? When you kind of pull it and you're not used to it, but it, I mean, it works. It's fine. So. 
Yeah, totally. And for the majors, they are not labeled. They're just numbered also. Yes. Roman numeral numbered. Yeah. So something's going to have to teach us. We're going to be like quizzing each other because where these Roman numerals are, we can guess. But you know what's funny that I just realized in the little white book, it's numbered with regular Arabic numbers. <laughs> and then on the cards, it's Roman numerals. So it's not even like you can do the sneaky, like, like matching thing. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, Which I don't know it? at all. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So tell me about the general impressions that you have about this deck and its vibes. Okay. So like I was looking for a sexy deck because I was drunk at a rock concert and I was like, you know what? I'm going to finally buy a sexy deck, but I didn't want the, <laughs> Decimeron, Decameronian. Oh, yeah, because that one is a little bit. Yeah, there's like some more lecherous stuff happening in there. And it's not my favorite. It wasn't my favorite. And there were others that were just kind of like, "Mm, I'm not not really into it. And then I saw this one and I was like, ooh, I like like the boobs. The boobs are nice. I like the butts. The butts are nice. And I was like, well, let me just try it. I'm just going to do it. Just do it. And then I got it and I was like, this is a lot like more thoughtful than I anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's kind of my general impression of it too. I thought it was going to be more lurid. Yeah. But it's actually, I mean, it is very male gazy still because all of the nudity is on women yeah. and they're all like, you know, in sexual idealized positions. 80s porn yeah. star sort of like shaped yes but the actual like the backgrounds the Mm -hmm. intricacy of the scenery the like if you can get over kind of sort of like the idealized female form stuff it is really beautiful and thoughtful yeah who knew i know i was totally shocked i when we decided to do the was it a valentine's day episode that we did was it valentine's day sexy deck no, Maybe. no, I think, I think it was it might before. Have just been I think the when second we realized one we did was, we... yeah. So we were just yeah. like, we need, we need to do a sexy deck. We just thought it'd be something fun. Yeah. Yeah. And Esther did this one and I was like, oh, I guess I need to buy this because I actually really do like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's surprisingly like interesting and thought provoking. Yeah. But also so. extremely funny. Extremely yeah. But also funny. still very funny. <laughs> like one of my favorite cards is just like, because it makes me laugh so hard. Uh, they, all of them are because they all make me laugh. Okay. I kept finding, well, we'll talk about it when we we'll get to our it. favorite cards. Okay. okay. So types of readings. I, when I was Googling for more information about the artist, mm-hmm. I found a tarot YouTube video and I didn't even take note of who it was, but of a woman who is using this deck for like healing from sexual trauma because yes. it feel all feels so enthusiastically consenting mm-hmm. and like, joyful in yeah. some ways <laughs> yeah that's how that's how i've used this specifically it's because like i have sexual trauma in my past and so i've been able to use that to kind of help in my relationship as well like you know yeah. make me you know more excited feel about confident things and confident yeah things. totally so yeah i think some good examples would be in more traditionally negative cards they don't have there's not like any violence or anything like it's all and i think that that's kind of like a stalwart of casanova as an archetype is that he's not like creepy or lecherous he's just like a casanova yeah yeah like people are enthusiastically participating in this and i feel like for that reason it would be good for kind of dealing with some of those traumas because there's no creepiness or Mm -hmm. forced or you know yeah non-consensual stuff yeah yeah it's just hilarious it's hilarious stuff and funny like, and cute. 
And I think that maybe that's because since it takes place in Venice, the more negative cards don't have to be relating to Casanova specifically. Like the five of pentacles is a good example. It doesn't have Casanova in it at all. It's just like a down on his luck guy. In oh Venice. yeah. 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 So it doesn't like, because it kind of is a little bit more expansive than just mm-hmm. this one specific guy. There can be a little bit more nuance for those more negative cards. Right. Right. All right, now you have to tell me your favorite cards, or at least how many you have. Okay, so I first started out with, guess how many cards I started out with? Uh, 18? 24 favorite cards. Holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) And then I went down to 17, and now I'm down to like 14, I think, just because this this tech (laughs) cracks me up in so many different ways and i need to share my love of it enthusiastically because that no i'm down for it i love and it so do you want me to double, go first because yeah, i only have first six? and so i will <laughs> okay. if you so you only have six okay so if we have doubles so we can talk about it then both together then okay exactly exactly so okay. i'll go first because then we can yeah then we can talk about the ones that we overlap with yes okay okay so when i was pulling out my favorite cards i realized that i might be a little bit uh colored by the fact that I really, really, really want to go to Venice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So two of my favorite cards, my two favorite major arcana cards. No, that's not true. Actually, yeah, it is. My three favorite major arcana cards don't have people in them at all. (laughs) (laughs) They're the scenic ones. Okay, so. They're the scenic ones because I freaking love the stars card. Mm -hmm. Because it's like a Venice canal. The sky is this inky, inky blue with all these stars in it. It just looks so, I mean, like, I know that there was kind of that meme that was going around in March about how the Venice canals are like Uh clearing up for the first time ever. It just is like the 18th century Venice without a lot of light pollution Mm -hmm. is like the stars must have been so bananas over all of that water. So yeah. I just want to go there. I want to go yeah. to there. I want to have a glass of wine on that bridge. I want strangers to sing to me. I want that idealized like 18th century Venice experience. Yeah. I guess I could just go to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's close. And then I also really love the moon because there's all of these like Tuomo's with the giant, giant moon over it. And there's like all of these alleys. So some of that like unknowing stuff is still probably happening. Like there's this whole city that's bustling with activity. And then the moon card, it just looks like very, very peaceful, I guess. And then my last favorite major arcana card is the world because it's in a library. It's kind of like all that knowledge. There's a big globe in the front. Oh yeah. And I just thought that that was a really good way to do the world to kind of keep it in the universe of 18th century Venice. Yeah. And I I just think that that would be so cool to see in person. Yeah. So apparently I just really want to travel. So those are my three (laughs) favorite major arcana cards. The minor arcana cards. um, What is this? Oh, okay. So the, uh, what is 13? Queen of Mm -hmm. Pentacles makes me laugh super hard, especially in tourist season. Because it's the Queen of Pentacles basically masturbating with a pentacle, which is hilarious to me. Because and her face like, makes me laugh so much too. Because she's it's like literal love of money. Like her panties are around her ankles, and there's like it's just ridiculous. the the pentacle is like shielding her pussy area, so you don't see. Anything. And do you think she's looking at herself, or is she masturbating with it? I think she, no. I think she's like that's like covering up the fact that she's masturbating. Like, but where like, are her hands? Look at her hands. 
Wait, which which set of hands? There's one behind her, and then, then <laughs> one behind her, and then she's like fingering herself with the other one through the pentacle. Through the pentacle, yes. So to me, it's like <laughs> she's like this. The pentacle is hiding the fact that they can't show a pussy on a card. It's just I, hilarious. It's I love it so much. I love it. Then I also really I thought that the three of swords thoughtfulness level was yes. really really awesome because mm-hmm. instead of it being like somebody being pierced by the swords, it's just a card about sorrow. Like it's yeah. a woman. You're looking at her from behind. She's staring out of a window to kind of a dilapidated building. And there's like a lot of sadness and loss in that image without there being any violence. Yeah. Yeah. Which I really love because I do think the three of swords, like even in decks that otherwise don't have any, it'll still be like something being pierced. Right. Right. (laughs) And I also like it too, because it implies that there's like a longing there. Like you don't know that's like longing for a better life or longing for someone to come to her window you yeah. know, there's that implied too. So I love that. It's so good. And then my final favorite card is the seven of swords, because I think that that goes kind of to what we always talk about with the seven of swords as like the collecting information. It's sort of like a seduction for information almost like yes. they're sitting over dinner. There's all these swords around them. They're like spies basically. Yeah. Like they're talking to each other and learning from each other. And it's like interesting without there being kind of, overt conflict mm-hmm. yes and so i'm really into that too yeah okay how many did we overlap with we're three. all six of fine six that you know only oh, three nice so we overlap with the moon the queen of pentacles and the three of swords oh perfect so good 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 okay so you ready okay now it's your turn that means you still have what 11 cards 11 One, cards two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven yes eleven i can count okay that was quick math <laughs> Way to go, me. I can do simple, quick math. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've been rewatching old Amazing Races because there aren't sports anymore. and Or there aren't sports <laughs> there currently. Aren't sports and in one of the challenges that we watched last night, they either could build an Ikea uh, desk or count, like, 2,000 Ikea items from one crate to another. And all I could think was, like, I can't even count to 78 consistently <laughs> without having to go back and separate things into piles of, like, I would never be able to count to 2,304 without fucking that up. No, I'm going to build that table. We'll build that plywood table. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, so 14 cards or 11 cards. 11 cards. We're down to 11 now. Okay. So I love, this is one of my actual favorite high priestesses because she's just sitting on her chair with purple background in the backdrop and she's wearing a black mask on her face. Like a creative use of masks. Very creative use. It's on her face. Um, so, but also she's not like naked, so there's not like that sexual component to her. It's just kind of like, yeah. she's just sexy. With it's a also kind of self-possessed. Like yeah. she just knows herself really yeah. well. Like it's, yeah, it's cute. It is cute. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Next is the chariot because he's told, like, they're totally doing it in the chariot. Do you see them in that window? <laughs> oh yeah. They're totally doing it. I just think that's hilarious. Like the chariot. They're totally doing it in the, ch- in the chariot. I really, you know oh, what just occurred to me? What? We read so many romance novels set in this time period, if not this location. No wonder it feels, like, comfortable to yes. us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is a great <laughs> romance novel deck, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> I also really love the devil because she's, like, standing nude in front of a mirror, and there's, like, a literal oh, devil yeah. staring back at her. So I just really like the fact that, like, you know, just a beautiful woman staring at the mirror, and then, like, on the other side, her reflection is this devil creature. So it's kind of, like, totally. what's inside. I think that's really super bad. Yeah, I like, because we always talk about how the devil can is, like, internal constrictions, and so that's, like, a literal way of showing that. Yeah. 
again, keeping it in the same world. It's exactly. not an actual devil. Yeah. And the two of pentacles is a huge orgy of women trying to keep their balance on men's laps, which I think is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> There's like Very three graceful. couples. Yes, I think it's hilarious. Okay, I'm going to wait on that one and that one. Okay, the Ten of Swords, I think, is interesting because it's basically Casanova as an old man sitting kind of like in his chair. Like, I don't know, reflecting over his life or currently dying. I'm not sure which one. But you can, (laughs) (laughs) but he's just like, it's just like an old man, that Ten of Swords. Yeah. Sort of, I was like, huh, that's really interesting. I like the component of accomplishment in that Ten of Swords, too. Yeah. It's like, I'm finished. No more Viagra exists. Okay. (laughs) the five of cups is interesting because it's a nun that he's kind of defrocking in public like in their little like outdoorsy ness and there's lots of various amounts of pubic hair in this deck so she has a lot that is like an interesting thing there's a lot of variety of pubic hair situations there is what is that the nine the five of cups so i don't know what that has to do with like disappointment i would feel like you're you know you're you know essentially you know getting it on with a nun i feel like that would be an accomplishment well and also he had a relation according to the little white book uh it says denial of previous choices retracing one steps awareness of a mistake temporary loss and then it says uh note casanova's relationship with mm a nun okay so apparently he's circling back to be with her slash also she is rethinking her decision to be a nun Oh, okay. Maybe okay. Like she'd previously oh, chosen, and now she's and denying. It. Okay, 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 okay. It's like, oh, why am I none? Okay, <laughs> what the... have I done? <laughs> why did I choose this? I need to have sex first. Okay, the Seven of Pentacles because he's working really hard to get her off. Like he is <laughs> nomming her butt. Like <laughs> he is yeah. working really hard. I can't believe we're talking about this on an actual main feed episode of our. <laughs> But it's a Llewellyn deck. It's like, it's one of the ones that I know, we both it's a have. Little, a lot of people <laughs> own <market>. this deck. <laughs> it's a mass market deck. We can't help it. We just don't talk it. about ass eating on our podcast. <laughs> we gave a content <laughs> warning, Holly. It's there. <laughs> when did I turn into a prude? I don't, I don't know. Even. Okay, I keep going. How did I become the non- one who's not the prude? Okay. I know. <laughs> the four of wands, I think, is interesting because she's bathing, like, in a forest stream. And yeah. there's, like, a cloaked figure behind her. So I don't know what that is, like, if she's inviting him to the party or what. I don't understand this reference. So four of wands. I guess the four of wands is, like, the only made, the only minor arcana that I really don't see that connection with. Yeah. So I did, maybe there's something in the little white book because I threw the white book away. Agreement prosperity peace refuge okay it's focused on the refuge okay purification a return to simplicity note during a journey to constantinople casanova spied on some girls as they were bathing in a garden god damn it little white book (laughs) okay so i think maybe it's focused on the um, The, like the the cleansing refuge and purification okay okay which isn't really a four of wands definition that i think about that yeah often. like refuge I, yeah i don't think of the refuge a lot because i just think of like it's the party card okay yeah sense. okay what am i going next where am i going next okay do you want a three an eight or a nine hmm. i think i know which three you're choosing okay is it the three of cups yes yes the th- let's talk about the three of cups okay the three of cups is him with two women. One is going down on him and he's like macking up on the other one. Yeah. And I, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, what a lovely scene. And I didn't even see the second woman. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> like was looking at it more closely. Uh, it's so funny, like because you really don't really even notice her butt because she's like in the corner of the card. So. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. I wonder if actually reading his autobiography would be that fun or if like the prose is too overwrought. Oh, I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. Do you want the, uh, we'll do the eight because the eight to me, the eight to me is hysterical because it's him in bed with a doctor looking at his dick. Like that's the closest. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think is like so funny. It's like, are you okay? Did you get sick? Or is your dick okay? What's going on? Is that the eight of swords? What? Is that the eight of swords? Yeah. So he's like trapped in bed. He can't go out and get laid. So they're like, are you having some venereal disease issues? Because it's the 1760s and this is <laughs> probably going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And my final card, we have made it, everybody. We made it to the, Yay! the last card is the nine of pentacles, which is Casanova sucking on a titty with her husband in bed beside her. So like he's asleep in bed and Casanova's on the other side. I wonder what the little white book says about that. That could be the accomplishment component of the night. Exactly. Like he accomplishes not waking the guy up or murdering him in his bed. I'm not sure which one. Okay. The nine of pentacles says, uh, what? Okay. This seems more nine of swordsy. Okay. Is this nine of pentacles? Am I, are two pages stuck together? What does nine of swords say? Did they get the meanings mixed up? Turned around? It kind of seems like it because the nine of pentacles they have listed as betrayal, theft, liberation, to abstain from something for material well-being or seeking the best of both worlds. Okay. I could kind of see that. Well, with the picture. With the, it matches the picture, but that doesn't seem very nine very of, of pentacles. Yeah. Pentacles to me. And then nine of swords says consolation in times of trouble, rebirth, recognition, and that feels a little feels bit more, more nine, nine of pentacles. pentacles to me. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Something to note. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. So let's pull a card to represent our relationship with the deck. And please, deck, don't put us on blast too much. <laughs> I love I it. I can't take it. <laughs> she can't take it, but she reads so many read so romance novels. What happened to Holly? I know. I don't know why I'm blushing about this. We gave a content warning. They know what they're... It's Casanova Day. I think it's because it's... my mom listens to this. <laughs> We're not talking about your sex life. It's fine. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. It's Casanova's sex life. Which... Could you imagine if I were like, which is very similar? <laughs> no. Not... I mean, I respect the hell out of people who have sex lives like Casanova's. Why am I still talking, Esther? <laughs> You're nervous. That's why. <laughs> What did you get? I think that maybe I'll just send this to this deck to Aaron because I got the six of swords. <laughs> this deck doesn't want to be with me. No, this, the six of swords, she's a going and a coming a lot. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And I got this the high is priestess. Like, no, oh, yay. yay. See, you're because you get more work done with this deck than I do. I just think this deck is hysterical and it appreciates It's so me. good. It's really, really solid. <laughs> it and it's like, it's really pretty. Like it's yeah. a very pretty deck. And it's, and it's a cheap, like cheap, what? not like in textile material, just like a inexpensive Yeah, deck. it's totally affordable. It's usually about 20 bucks. Yeah, it'll be at our Amazon shop if you want to go back there later and purchase it. Exactly. All right. Next week, we are going to be talking about the death of Mrs. Westaway by Ruth Ware. 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 Where? Where? Ruth, where?
<laughs> Which is a thriller that Tarot takes a part in. And I'm going to read it again because I know that I'm not going to be able to recap it based on my single reading from I panicked, before. I panicked this morning thinking, oh, do I have to read a book? What's the book? What's the book? And then I remembered, oh, wait, no, it's 69. We're fine. It's Casanova sexy. Nova it's fine. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. Uh, please do it via our website. If you message them to us, we will just then submit them on the website. So <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah. You can also find our shop with our Wildly Tarot and Wildly Lenormand decks uh, and a one-time donation option at wildlytarot.com. And also tell your friends about us and rate and review us. It helps us grow and we always appreciate your you know good words to other people. Yeah. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also, like Esther said, we'll put links to the pre-order for the deck that she made in the Facebook group. And also, as always, a big thanks to at Laluna Magic for putting together show notes with timestamps for the website. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you. We love you. We did it. Yay, we did. <laughs> <laughs>